episode 279 of Nerd's Eye View, the 7th of June. Is this our first June show? Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. Welcome to June, everybody. Welcome. There's no June. gloom. We're outside. <laughs> it's nice and sunny. Yeah. yeah. If yeah, you follow uh, Andrew on Snapchat, uh, you'll see how beautiful of a day it is. Uh-huh. It is gorgeous. Maybe I'll also cross-post to Instagram. There you go. Because my Snapchat's for friends. Oh. oh. No, I didn't, Special. I didn't know it was exclusive. <laughs> Uh, anyway, we're reviewing. <laughs> what is going on today? Uh, a movie. It's called Pop Star. Never Ooh. stop, never stopping. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and because of that, we have a special guest. Yep. The one, <laughs> the only, Jessica. Hello. How's it going? It's going pretty good. How about you? Uh, not bad. Thank mm. you for inviting me back. It's our pleasure. I feel very special. Oh, good. Good, 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 good. Before the review, we've got our top ten. Oh, we've got our new releases, and I've got to say, it's a big week for new releases. Did they all just wait till June? The, yeah. What are you talking about? Oh, I've, this is more movies oh, yeah. than I've ever seen. I see what you're saying. Holy crap! I see what you're saying. And then, after the review, we've mm-hmm. got our guess the ending. We mm-hmm. got our little promotions, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and at the very end, we're gonna have a discussion where we're gonna talk about all the nitty gritty details, like that limo scene. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. At the very end. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. But before that, let's do the top ten. Count me down. I'm one of number ten. <laughs> the nice guys. Are you? Uh, who are vi- <laughs> <laughs> who's, who's visiting number nine? The Jungle Book. Uh, because you feel like number eight. Pop star. Never stop, never stopping. Especially if you're visiting number seven. Neighbors 2, Sorority Rising. But don't get in a fight with number six. Captain America, Civil War. You might, though, if you're number five. Angry Birds. Who uh, traveled with number four. Alice Through the Looking Glass. But they definitely said three. Me before you. When they were facing number two. X-Men, Apocalypse. And that's what it was because of number one. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Out of the Shadows. So, I love... That this week everything's coming out, mm-hmm. people are seeing movies with decent numbers, but what does it say in the news? Every single one of these movies is flopping. Every single one. No one's happy yeah. with any of the numbers they're it's, getting. It's become a new numbers game where if in the first week of release you don't make back like half your budget, you're a you're failure. done. You're done. You're just a failure. It doesn't matter that you might have DVD sales that are keep you afloat for the next hundred years. Yeah, doesn't matter. No. If you don't make at least half your budget back, mm-hmm. you're done. You're just done. Put you on the fire. Yeah. Uh, and especially because, uh, like, most of these are, uh, yeah, most of these are sequels. <laughs> T- uh, you know, Teenage and the, Ninja and Turtles, X-Men, Alice, Captain America, Neighbors. Pop most Star. of them are bad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to make a, yeah. a wide judgment here. <laughs> I know you kind of did. Yeah. But, uh, Blanket. but most of these are not good. Yeah. So. It's a whole deal. Good times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Good times. I thought, I don't know, I thought Popstar would open higher. So I did, did I. Too. So did I. Yeah. But I guess maybe, uh, I don't know. Well, I think we'll get to it in the review, but the, the kind of the stars and creators of this film uh, kind of have more influence over like the internet right. people right. rather than the movie people. Yeah. I don't know. And and it, there's even, I mean, we can wait, wait till the actual talk about the movie, but mm. there's a commentary on that in mm. the movie mm-hmm. of, of social media and... The internet being a big thing and kind of more important than anything else. Mm-hmm. They do they do touch on that quite a bit. Yeah. So. Huh. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. so Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Out of the Shadows. Number one with $35 million. Is that? Do you think that counts more as a kid's film? No. Or like an action-y film? action I think film. kids are going to it, though. Unfortunately, yes. Isn't it made partially by Nickelodeon? Am I crazy? I feel like the first one was. I don't know if they're still involved in the second time around. I think we should not be subjecting our youth to this type of torture. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, because it also lands in a... You know, a weird nostalgia sweet spot. Right. Like I assume the Transformers do. I for mean, some people, because I, it's weird to me that I somehow don't care at all about Transformers. Yeah. And I'm certain there's, I missed something. There's right. so, people around me know all the names of the r- robot. Yeah, it was this men. weird sweet spot when they came back on TV. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I think if I think it was after us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like a year or two after us. Yeah. So, but now those Transformer movies are not kids movies like no. the old stuff was there not at all you know uh just the big big actiony things big blockbuster stuff i feel like that's where the teenage mutant <coughs> stuff is trending and here's the thing if it's not the movie that i predicted last week mm-hmm. i don't want to say it because <laughs> i liked my my interpretation of the film you should just make that one then that's i think you're saying. i mean hashtag no spoilers but i think your your guess the ending for neighbors two was almost on the money if you can really? remember your ending whoa it's crazy to me when i was watching it afterwards i went is that what jordan said <laughs> so i i might I have, have to, review to watch the footage. this movie now i might have to review the footage did but you see the first one no no <laughs> oh no it's not that hard to figure out yeah it's just like <laughs> it's connecting the dots it's kind of wild once you're when you're in the movie having that ride you're like oh this is pretty wild yeah yeah i don't know wow <laughs> i have to watch this movie now but, uh, do we, yeah. we want to weigh in on, on any controversy over X-Men advertisements? I think, I think it was uh, an ad done in poor taste with not a lot of forethought about what they were actually depicting in it. Mm-hmm. And I think it was a bad idea for them to have it up. Uh, I think the weird reverse backslash of like, oh, the, the SJWs are having their way or whatever. I uh, hate that term. Yeah, okay. me too. <laughs> uh, like, whatever. Like, it's... It's a dumb ad. In, in any other time period, if this was 10 years ago, people would just like, yeah, that's a stupid ad, and that would have been the end of it. Mm-hmm. But in an age where someone semi-famous, famous, can say, hey, this is really shitty. This shouldn't be here. We mm-hmm. should have them take this down. Mm-hmm. And it works. That's kind of cool. But I, I do believe that uh, production companies and advertising agencies should take into consideration th- what they're depicting. It doesn't matter if they're mutants. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Yeah, I also, I mean, <laughs> allow me to just sidestep the actual issue and submit my complaint. Please. Of, uh, when advertising basically shows the final scene in a film. Yes, right. Thank that, you. But, but the crazy thing is that I think now uh, these big budget films are written in a way mm-hmm. where the big name actors aren't in scenes together a lot. Yeah. And usually when they are, it's a climax. It's the climactic right, moment. Right, right, right. And so you have to show them together in a scene. So it'd be a cool picture. And then it ends up, you know, kind of Being the revealing end of the That's the thing is I, the ending. I saw a trailer to a movie that we've already seen and that we reviewed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, they show five or six snippets of the end of the movie. Yeah. Of the literal end of the movie. Yeah. That's advertising no. is so bad now. Stop it. Like Stop trailers it. are bad, posters are bad. Stop it. The same thing, I I just saw that Alice sequel and uh-huh. uh like a like a big part of the advertising trailer is like, Oh yeah, here's a part from the end and I was like, Oh okay. Sure. I mean that makes sense because this these characters aren't together until that moment. So right. all right. That just sucks. Cool. You're right, right though. You're right. It's yeah, it's uh, it's bad for a bunch of different reasons. I think yeah, it, 
it's a it's a tricky subject, but mm-hmm. no, you you spoke well on it. Thank you. <laughs> All right, let's move on to new releases. Let's do it. Uh, out on DVD and Blu-ray, we have 13 Hours, The Secret Soldiers of Benghazi. And we reviewed that on episode 259. Yeah. I believe with Derek? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a bad movie. That was, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think the only, I remember the only good thing I said about it was, hey, that action scene was shot really well. It was cool. Mm-hmm. But other than that, like, they deserve better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Than just an action film? Because at the end of the day, that's what it is. Yeah. It's just an action film. Yeah, it takes a very complicated, still developing, essentially, right. situation. We don't have all the information. It boils it down to that. Yeah, six dudes killed a whole bunch of people. Yeah. To protect an embassy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll out our game right now. Right now? Uh, Wait, what? No, don't worry about it. Hold on. <laughs> You'll understand. We've got... So the next three titles on the list, there's so, there's I'm going to read them. And then I'm going to ask both of you a question. There's so many. Okay. You're going you're gonna to get there. So out on DVD and Blu-ray, also this week, these three titles. Anomalisa, mm-hmm. The Boy and the Beast, mm-hmm. and Everything Will Be Fine. I see, now, either one of you, I, see, I see what they did there. Either one of you, which, so one of these films is in 3D. Who can guess which one it is? I say it's the first one. Is the first one part of it? Yeah, Wait, uh, Anomalisa, The Boy and the Beast, and Everything Will Be Fine. Which one of these three films is in 3D? Oh, man. Jordan? I think Jessica submitted a guess yeah, I'm gonna for Anomalisa. I'm going to stick with it. Jordan? Same. Well, you're both wrong. Oh, man. I've seen Anomalisa. It's a great film. Yeah, it I is thought claymation. because of the claymation. It is, in fact, claymation. The yeah. Boy and the Beast, also animated, 2D animation. That's what I figured. Uh, not 3D. Everything Will Be Fine. Live action starring James Franco. It's in 3D. Oh, man. Why? Don't know. It came out at the end of last year. I never heard of it. And boy, oh, boy. <laughs> there it is. It's yeah, super weird. Everything Will Be Fine. Everything <laughs> Will Be Fine. Uh, so, yeah, there you go. That's your fun little... That's my version of trivia this week. My goodness. It's not the one you thought. I saw a 3D James Franco movie. I went, yeah, that's uh, that's weird. (laughs) We got to talk about that. That's about right. All right. Also coming out on DVD and Blu-ray, we have Hail Caesar. Which we reviewed in episode 262. And I still think lovingly of it. I love that film. It's a good one. More people need to see it. If you don't understand it, you might not just love film as much as you think you do. And And it's, it's not even like movies i'm talking about film the 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 process of making a film the behind yeah. the scenes stuff yeah like if you're just like whatever i want to sit down in front of the film and enjoy myself and not think about anything and mm-hmm. just enjoy that individual experience it might not be a movie for you mm-hmm. but as as people i think we both love film and everything that goes into mm-hmm. it and that's why we like that and it movie. also like it's so odd it, it touches on religion it's so odd. it touches on like it's uh, so good communism versus capitalism right it's so... And it's so ridiculous. Wild. Yeah, and it's funny. It's super funny. It's funny. It might be like my <laughs> favorite... Uh, what's his name? Clooney? No. Cohen's? No. The main guy? No. The side guy. The one who ends up being the bad guy. Oh, don't... Now you can't say. But you know who I'm talking who about? I who you're talking about. That might be my favorite role he's ever been in. All right. Like, I can't right. think of another movie of, his, of, of... Like, aside from, of course, you know, Jump Street... Sure. Like, I can't. I'm, he's just so good. Mm-hmm. So good. All right. And then also on DVD and Blu ray, Zootopia. Which we reviewed 266. Yeah. Jeez, a whole bunch of movies we reviewed just came out. Yeah. 
and uh, we love Zootopia. Yeah, that was real cool. That was I a think good, good time. I think by far that that movie is tailor made for a cool ass ride. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm talking. Have you have you seen it, Jessica? I wanted to. I did. Okay, so Do there's it. now it's out. Yeah, there's <laughs> there's a scene where she, the main character, goes from like the outside area into the main city. And she's on this this train, this monorail-looking train. And it goes through all the different biomes of the city, all the different layers of it. And it's the coolest thing. And if you had a train-type ride at Disneyland of that, it'd be incredible. It really <laughs> would be incredible. All right, coming out on DVD only, uh, something called Monsterland. Yeah. I just thought it was a funny, t- funny title. <coughs> on a Long Breath. It's a documentary about diving. Oh, one more time. Mm-hmm. That's Christopher Walken. <gasps> I uh, love him. Is a Frank Sinatra type singer. Nice. Past his prime, mm-hmm. uh, and he has to help his daughter out. Uh, and the, his daughter is Amber Heard. Ooh. And she's also a singer. What? And uh, and like she hates her sister. I don't know. Wow. Yeah. Strangely, also a documentary. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, and then uh, something called We Monsters. Yeah, uh, but not related to Monsterland. No, not related to Monsterland. Strangely enough. Uh, but if you do that monster double feature, let us know how that goes. <laughs> so I think they're very called, different. It's called a, uh, then the f- double feature would be called Ah Real Monsters. Because I think Monsterland is a horror film and Wee Monsters is a, f- a foreign film. So ah, it's a, in a different language and it's a drama. Interesting. No on Blu-ray, McHugh. McHugh, which is a John Wayne picture Ooh. from his later years, and in this one he is a, a policeman. Like oh, a nice detective. Nice. Rather than a cowboy. Yeah, for once. All right, coming out on TVD, uh, we have Rick and Morty, season two. Uh, we have The Shannara Chronicle, season one. And Vinyl, the complete first season. Uh, now, Jessica, as I'm yes. sure you know, yes. Jordan watches a lot of TV. Here, I'll set up so you can both look at me. Oh, watches so much TV. Do you really? Uh, and <laughs> we like to play a little guessing game here called Has Jordan Seen It? <clears throat> Do, what, do we have a DVR percentage update? Uh, 75%. Okay, Available. so it went up a little. Available. Oh, it went down. It went down. Yeah, it went down. Okay. Because I, I watched everything that came out. First of all, Sunday is fantastic. <laughs> I saw uh, Preacher, mm-hmm. Game of Thrones, uh-huh. and Penny Dreadful all come out on Sunday. He watches all the shows. It's, it's wow. Like, I used to just record them and watch them through the week. I don't even wait anymore. <laughs> it, I will watch Preacher an hour after it happens so that by... By the time I'm done with that, I go right into Game of Thrones, recorded, and I go right into Penny Dreadful after that. Man, that's a good block of television, people. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Uh, all right, so let's guess, has Jordan seen Rick and Morty Season 2 or any of Rick and Morty? I'm going to say no, yeah, zero. Yeah, you know what? I was leaning towards a no as well. Mm-hmm. I love this show. Oh, man. Are you all uh, caught up? I am not all cut okay. up. That's the problem. Oh. That is the problem. Yeah. Uh, Rick and like Morty talked about it. is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I love the whole first season. I haven't watched any of season two, mm-hmm. but I did get a friend onto the first season. There you go. They're like, hey, which, what should we watch? And I was like, I'm putting Rick and Morty on your mm-hmm. on your watch list. It's going on there. There's just, no questions or debate. Oh, just, no. Yeah. I don't even care what you like. Oh, boy. If you don't like Rick and Morty, there's something wrong with you. We can't be friends. Is that yeah. part of the contract? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you might have to leave, Jessica. Oh, man. He didn't. He didn't see it either. I've seen it. Oh, I love Rick and Morty. Crap. Yeah, <laughs> you're outnumbered. <laughs> I am totally outnumbered. Now, Jessica, what do you think of the Shannara Chronicles? Do you think Jordan's seen that? I'm gonna say two for two and no. Now, it. I'm gonna tell you, it's an MTV 
production yeah. based on a book series that Jordan loves oh, well and watches then, yeah, he's all seen it of all. it. <laughs> yeah, I watch every episode. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> and uh, it's better than it has any right to be. It, it sucks that it has the MTV effect of having really attractive young people in That's all the roles. Problem? Uh, they're not that way in the book. <laughs> okay. They're is it all like there's an ages? old wizard and then he's it's like a well uh did sexy you young guy? did you see any of the arrow the arrow yeah the tv show arrow oh <laughs> you know the guy I who played the arrow was uh, something different it's a new tv show apparently. <laughs> well they got they got the guy who played one of the villains in there and he plays the uh the grizzled uh like immortal wizard in that uh-huh, uh-huh. and he's like this crazy battle mage uh-huh. which is a little different than the book from what i understand mm. but uh it's it's cool it's just everyone my problem in the, is it, like, it doesn't, everyone is ridiculously, ridiculously good looking. Everyone. And I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but that annoys the shit out of me when it shows like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I, nah, that's no. not, that's not real life. This is not real Maybe, life. Is that the Teen Wolf effect? It is the Teen Wolf effect, okay. and I hate it. Okay. Uh, I mean, I guess MTV effect is just as good. Yeah. But I feel like I've not. I've, every time I see any kind of production, like, you know, promotion for Teen Wolf. What's the channel that has like Vampire younger. Diaries? That's CW. CW, C- That's CW also has that problem. They do. Mm-hmm. They also have that problem. Oh, I feel like some of them look a little normal. And I, I put up with it for Flash. Mm-hmm. I put up with it for Arrow. I'm gonna be putting up with it for Supergirl. But I don't like it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I don't watch any of those shows in protest. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Shoot, I better not ever be on that. Yeah. Yeah. So now Vinyl, the complete first season, I'm going to say this you have not watched any of. This, I believe, is an HBO show. Uh, half. You've seen half. I've not watched any of it. Ah, man. But uh, I plan to. It looks interesting. Mm-hmm. Do I it get points for you planning to see it? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's an answer. You could have said you are planning to watch it. I'm going to do that next time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's the hidden, hidden answer D. <laughs> I, think, I don't think there is a show that you've said no to. Is there a show that you've said no to? Yeah. Like what? Uh, that, that I haven't seen? Yeah, like that you didn't even consider trying oh, out. Oh, there was other. No, there have been shows. Okay. There have been shows that I'm just not interested. Like I told you, Vampire Diaries, oh, okay. The Originals, like all those. Yeah, I hate those shows. They're just pure <laughs> bullcrap melodrama. They, they, the, everybody who writes those shows saw or read uh, Interview with the Vampire and got the wrong things from them. I guess you don't like, I mean, you don't watch like CSI's like, either. No, I don't watch, I mean, I do like those type of shows, but it, when there's more drama than there is like interesting stuff, then mm. I don't care anymore. I don't, I don't care about drama between people. I've never been someone who watches, and here, we'll get this out of the way, I don't watch reality TV. I hate it. Yeah, I don't want to, so. because it highlights the worst that there is in people. Mm. And puts that on display, and I feel like that comes through in a lot of the shows that I was describing earlier. Is it's just drama. It's just the machinations between people. And unless it's Game of Thrones, where that's couched in things that have real impact and the stakes are real, I don't care about people squabbling over nothing. And that's right. been Jordan. I, I know about <laughs> TV. Uh, all right, so that's uh, all the new releases. Uh, if you want to pick any of those up, go to your local video store. But I did watch the Shannara Chronicle, so I'm not totally without <laughs> blemish. <laughs> Uh, when we come right back, uh, we will be reviewing Popstar, Never Stop, Never Stopping. Okay, where to start? Ever since I was born, I loved music. As soon as I could, I started a band. 
right away we knew he was something special. Immediately I said, man, this guy right here, he's gonna make it big. Connor for real is actually saving the record industry. Everybody's just waiting to see like what he does next. Connor's hot. You tell me you didn't see him and say, yo, he's the star. It's Currently is 32 people on his personal payroll. Sure, Connor surrounds himself with people who are agreeable. Bar none. We're like McCartney and Kanye. And yeah, I was yeah. All my woodwork, it's kind of my passion. This one's a mask, still me. I'd love to get Connor to the point where he's just kind of everywhere, like oxygen or gravity or clinical depression. He's just everywhere. I make sure all the instruments are tip-top. No one really plays guitar, but we got him here in case he wants one. Deborah's a genius. <laughs> it's pronounced Deborah. What's the origin of that? I believe Deborah? It's not a competition, but I'm winning. You won't give me a because I'm so... In a way, being gracious is my weakness. People say I'm so unpretentious for the genius. You know, it takes a village to make me look dope. Pop star, never stop, never stopping. That's the movie. Directed by Akiva Schaefer and Jorma Tacone, oh. otherwise known as uh, The Lonely Island, uh, along with Andy Samberg, oh, who no. was the star. Really? Yeah. Cool. Did you not know that? No, we were talking about Owen and Lawrence, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Yeah. You I'm, didn't, really? Oh, please. I'm going to get way deep into that. I, didn't, I did some reading because I'm, I didn't look I'm very intrigued. Very intrigued. Please tell me you knew that. <laughs> that they're a part of Lonely Island? Yeah. 100% knew that. Mm. Didn't know they directed the film. Okay. 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 That's where I was worried you didn't know about Lonely no, Island. No, no, no. I know. Yeah. I know. Okay. I, I just. Right. I do want to. I, I, I didn't look into the production of the film. Okay. I will get into Lonely Island. But first, I want to. Okay. Well, for, okay. First, All let's right. say what the film is. It's a mockumentary style film about a uh, a kind of a pop pop star? singer, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who uh, he goes solo and kind of the effect of that on his life and status. Uh, but I want to open up talking to you, Jessica. You're involved in this film. Let's I get that am. all out in the open. <laughs> I was a part of this. How much uh, residuals are you getting for this? <laughs> I don't want to go into that. Okay. <laughs> um, Where, can you be seen in the film? I think I yeah. Looked. I, uh, I looked hard. Did you see me? No. No. I how hard, so hard? How hard did you look? <laughs> I, well, every time they went to a crowd, I was like, "All right, scanning, scanning." Well, scanning. he did ask the protectionist I, to. Yeah, pause I did the yell film. at the protectionist. Said, "Stop the film. Pause it. I'm looking <laughs> go, for my friend." Go back. <laughs> people threw popcorn at me. Rewind. I'm yeah. so sorry. I was the only one in my theater, but the protectionist still didn't listen to they me. <laughs> but I saw it at like I saw it at like 11:30 in the morning on a Monday, so oh, okay. <laughs> everyone's at work. Yeah, I, th right. I think there was no protectionist at yours. Oh, they you just know, hit play and walked out. He yeah. Away. Well, yeah, they hooked up an iPod and they just pressed play. All right, Jessica. What do you do? What, how what did you? Do I do? How do you? How do you do? How? How? <laughs> I don't know. How? Well, I breathe first off. Good. Um, Good. No, this Supporting one was really cool. Um, I was a part of uh, the concert scenes. Mm -hmm. So that big one. Oh, how much can I say? 
We're not in the spoils yet. I was part of it. I think it's fun. There are concert scenes. There are concert scenes in a movie about a pop star. I was a part of two of the major ones. Nice. And um, yeah, it was that was really cool actually. That that the the big one at the end. I was I was a part of that one and. Um, I was watching. I think you can see me. I'm going to have to point it out. I'm going to definitely buy it and I'm going to be like, right there. It was, <laughs> it was really exciting. I uh, felt bad for the person I was seeing it with because I kept, look, that was me. That was me during nice. it. Nice. <laughs> nice. Like, remember this? Remember this? Yeah, that was awesome. Um, but yeah, no, that was, a, that was a really cool film. It was a two day. I was there for two days because I did have to work. But um yeah, it was really awesome, very professional. Everybody was really cool about it. And um, I was there for that scene. I was there for another scene, which when we get into it, I'll be like, that one, that scene. <laughs> and if you guys don't talk about it, then I'm going to, and I'll let you know. Is it a pool scene? No. Okay. They have a lot of scenes in a pool. They do have a lot of scenes in a pool. Mm-hmm. No, nah, just the uh, the two concert scenes. And, um, yeah, that's part of one of the... I have a na- my negative side. I have my piece of paper. Yeah, you have your piece of paper. Um, oh, yeah. We can't have you on without your piece of paper. Sorry. It gets yeah. longer and longer each time, I think. Nice. Yeah. But, yeah, that's uh, part of it. I have a, a hit on that one, which I'm curious if you guys noticed it as well. Oh. But I'm wondering because me, because I was in it, I was there for, you know, 12 hours or however long we shot. Mm-hmm. I got really accustomed to our area of shooting, and so I wonder if, uh, if I noticed it being there, you mm. know, so... But yeah, I had a I had a really good time. I'm gonna have very fond memories about this, and uh, it was definitely a wild ride. Good, nice. Uh, I do want to say the way that you've written "pop star" on your piece of paper, yes, uh, kind of stands out to me because you've written "pop" and "star" as two separate words. And I want everyone to not be confused. This this film that we're reviewing is not the Aaron Carter vehicle <laughs> from whatever whenever the hell that God. came out, call, also called "pop star." Oh my god. Where he is. Uh, he goes to a school and nobody knows he's a pop star except his best friend. That sounds like Hannah Montana a little bit. <laughs> it is, but it was before Hannah Montana. Well, all right. I just, yeah. Uh, also, um, I don't know if anyone's expectations going to this film were colored by the fact that um, this this film was kind of named uh, in a similar fashion to the Justin Bieber yeah. documentary, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I believe was Never Stop Believing. That Believing? right. No, I think they actually said just believe it. The real word. <laughs> Commit to the bit. I, mm, sorry, Bieber didn't. Uh, and I believe that was also directed by, um, oh, what's his name? The guy who did um, I Ate McDonald's and Now I Threw Up. What was that movie called? And oh, what was that guy I called? Know, uh, Super Size Me. Yeah, Morgan Spurlock. Or Super, just Super Size, I think. Sorry. That's, whenever I can't remember the name of the never movie. Never Say I just, Never. Oh, never say uh, never. See, and then so it's never. And then there was never one stop, never stopping. And then there was, and then <laughs> his his other movie was Justin Bieber, Bieber's Believe. Yeah, but it's, it's specifically, I believe, it's named after Never Say Never. Yeah, but so it's never stop, never stopping. It's kind of a, you know, it was directed by John John M. Chu. What are you talking about? Never stop. He's the one who <laughs> never say I was like, never. Why is that name familiar? Because he's the one who's doing Now You See Me Too. Oh no! <laughs> Spurlock did, did one of them. Oh, he did retaliate. All right, I liked retaliation. Oh, okay. You didn't. I like mean, Jared it was Joe better Italian? than the first one. Yeah, it had I'll ninjas put it in that. it. It had ninjas. I'll put it that. And he step up three. Yeah. Oh, he did step up two. And oh, he Re- did step up revolution. Yeah, and he I did love revolution. Step up revolution. <laughs> I haven't seen any of those films, and I'm proud. I've only of that. seen revolution, and it's great. I think I've only seen the first two. We're getting way off track, but. Yeah. Uh, let's get into thoughts. This wasn't even my doing. Feelings, opinions. Uh, oh, am I supposed uh, to say something? Ac- acting. 
people acted. People acted in this film. There were lots of, uh, you know, comedic. The cameos. Not quite cameos, but I guess cameos. Kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was good cameos. I actually liked all the cameos. Like uh, Bill Hader. Yeah. Uh, My favorite was Simon Cowell. Every time he got on the yeah. screen, I just started laughing. It was amazing. Yeah. JT's in it. Yeah. In maybe he was awesome. yeah, it, yeah. My favorite role in the film. Uh huh. Uh huh. Shut uh, up and just cut quieter. <laughs> His facial expression was just amazing. Yeah. Um. <laughs> who else is kind of a? Uh, oh, uh, Will Will Arnett. Yeah, Will Arnett was in oh, yeah. there. Yeah. I loved that. That was probably that my bit. favorite part. Every every yeah. time that back came to... on. I loved it. Yeah, this because film, I hate that show. <laughs> well, this film does a weird thing where it doesn't actually ever say real names of anything. No. So instead of TMZ, it's CMZ. Mm-hmm. Instead of like the Grammys or it's whatever, the it's the poppies. The poppies, yeah. Uh, instead of just all kinds of things it's that only, are replaced with other names. Yeah, the only time they do real names is the actual, you know, musicians and and yeah. and some of the actors. But mm-hmm. otherwise, everything is is satirical. Yeah. Because calling the Grammys the poppies denotes that it's only giving a word to pop music. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is awesome. That's true. That's true. Oh, Emma Stone? Yeah. Shows yes. up for a second? Uh, that oh, was awesome. man. I don't even remember her character name, but she's part of a kind of an interesting plot point in the film. Right. Was it like, uh, like the beef or something? What was it? It was something with an L, I thought. Oh, no. It was something beef. Her name, but yeah, I'm trying to remember the song. Oh. Yeah, I don't remember what the <laughs> song was called. But he, it was... Um, uh, Connors, uh, he did like a like a part of that song, and that's what he got an award yeah, for. Yeah, like a guest star. Guest uh, and it was called the catchphrase. Uh, yeah, where he just said a bunch of catchphrases, which that was another funny. That was th- pretty funny. There was there was like a lot of good gags. I'll say. Oh, even the oh the Jimmy Fallon thing. I don't want to say too much on that, but yeah, we need at least stuff for spoilers. But the but the Jimmy Fallon thing for me was at least like oh look like this is what movies are now. Where Jimmy Fallon's the go-to guy who's going to show up in a movie. Like, uh, same thing with Jurassic World when he shows up in Jurassic World. Huh. You know, instead of... Um, she's uncredited. She's who? not even... Emma Stone? Yeah. Yeah, I figured because she's in just that part. Well, spoilers. I mean, she's if it gets even, people to go see it, not go see it, man. Yeah. If knowing someone's in a film is... If that's too much for you. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I don't know. I really loved Tom Cruise in... in, uh, in yep. Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder. Like he was an amazing surprise. Well, I I knew he was in it. I don't know how I knew, but I, I did. Someone said that on was the internet. Yeah, the internet said, "Hey, guess who's in this? <laughs> your boy Cruz. <laughs> the boy Cruz, and not the they other the other Cruz. You you're like Terry. Yeah, yeah. You specifically. Yeah, 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 yeah. Your boy Cruz. Yeah, just like that. Yeah. yeah. And you were like Terry. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Nah, you must be crazy. You crazy. You crazy. What are we even talking about? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just kind of sitting back letting you guys do your thing. Uh, re- read one of your notes. Okay. Any, either yeah, side. Yeah, let's go through the give paper. It, give me side? a note. Let's go through the paper. Give me a note. A note. Okay. For and then the eventually I'll get into the, what I know about Lonely Island. The positives. Um, I know I'm going to mess up his name here. Yorma Tacones? Is that how you say it? I think it's just Jorma. I don't think he's, I don't think he's that Swedish. Yama, Yama, Yama. I love it. That Swedish. <laughs> I mean, his his name's a little. But For I, one I of the days I was on set, he was the one directing, mm-hmm. and he was so cool as a director. He was um, part of one of the 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 hat the helmet scene. Yeah, yeah. You know when he like does that. I was yeah. part of that scene. Uh huh. And um, it was really awesome because we would we would do this the the take 
and you know they would film and everything and then he would get on the the mic and he'd be like all right you guys know we're gonna watch it like he let us know exactly what was going on and um he was really awesome as a director so that was a positive (laughs) nice nice yeah so if you're in the film enjoy his direction (laughs) (laughs) you know just for future future kudos to you in that scene um you're talking about the helmet scene so at one point in the film uh his character who was just like the dj to uh to connor uh connor's like oh yeah it'd be really cool if you wore this like robot head which is kind of in the style of like daft punk or what's his name dead mouse dead mouse yeah and uh, i looked at jordan because i knew jordan would know dead mouse uh what's that name of that guy with the big weird head Ted Mouse. <laughs> <Thank> you. So, <laughs> uh, in that kind of style, but it's much more ridiculous and overbearing and definitely not part of his you know, persona or whatever you want to call it. Uh, so in those scenes, he's directing those scenes. That's not him in the head, is it? Or is he in the head and he like takes off of the head and is like, okay, let's do another take. I don't know take. how much of this I can give away. Oh, secrets. Secret, secret. <laughs> you heard um. it here first. <laughs> Scoops. We're going to get some IMDb trivia out of this <laughs> podcast. Crap. <laughs> Um, no, right. He wasn't in the head. That's Was that like part of it? Because I always think that's kind of an interesting thing in a film when someone who's in the film is also directing it. Like, how do they play up? Like, how do they do scenes that they're in? Like, how do you direct yourself? Yeah, like, how do you how do you look outside of yourself to direct a scene that you're already part of? I think it was like, like they would film him and they would do it and then they would mm. go and they'd film us. Yeah, they were right. actually using different things mm. for like the helmet. Yeah when it was being shown. And it was really cool because, you know, when they, they show the light, it was, like, right in my section. I wasn't on the other section. I was on that section. Mm-hmm. So I did. I actually paused it today on the YouTube clips. And I was like, I'm, I'm in it. I know I'm in it. Uh-huh. Like, people next to me were, like, hissing at the light. It was ah. hilarious. Like, we were part of, like, the funny group. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Very, That's good. I have a lot of pride. That's good. For that. Um, <laughs> all right. No, and, like, what about the, uh, the okay. scene where... Um, we're having some adjustments we here are. in we're the studio. Good. We're good. You don't need okay. to comment on it. I got a little nervous. <laughs> well, Jessica commented on it, so I had to reassure everyone. We are fine here. We are all fine we're here good. now. We're good. Don't How stop are you? tripping. <laughs> um, no, and then, uh, like, were you there also when they filmed? Uh, there's a moment where uh, Connor kind of throws out to the audience, and he's like, oh, everybody in the front, cheer, and everyone no. in the second scene, cheer. I wanted okay. to be there for that. Because I, I, I think that scene's really funny, because when it gets up to the top, and it's like one guy, yeah. he's like, Connor, I love you! <laughs> and I thought I thought for sure, like, whoever that was was going to be another celebrity cameo, and we were going to get a funny moment of like, oh, this is his number one fan, he's a total weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> but then it kind of... That would have been good. But it went a whole ad- different direction where it was like it played up into what we were talking about earlier, yeah. kind of about numbers in the movie industry, but numbers in the music industry mm-hmm. where um, Connor's agent um, played by uh, Tim Meadows, Tim Meadows, mm-hmm. uh, who's really, he's always been really funny. Yeah, he's great. And, and this, he really, I think he really shines because he, he gets a whole weird little backstory of his own. Yeah, Tony, 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 Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, 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 Tony. Tony. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it's kind of um, playing with that idea of what, what is success in the music industry where he's like, Oh, nobody sells at this stadium. It's 18, you know, 18,000 seats. And he's like, Oh, okay. And he's like, well, why, why, why do they want to back out? Oh, cause you didn't sell at the stadium. <laughs> he's like, wait, I thought you said nobody does. And he's like, Oh, well, Gator mouth did Gator mouth. Whatever. Also, was that weird? Al at the end? Yes. Yeah. As Gator mouth. Yeah. I think Jessica knows. knows that was hammer leg. Sorry. By the way. Hammer leg. <laughs> hammer leg. Why am I getting Gator mouth? I don't know. It was hammer leg. I'm getting Gator mouth. No, that's something. me. <laughs> Uh, anyway, it's okay. We're You're gonna, popular. We're gonna save that for the spoilers. Then we're gonna save all that ending stuff for the spoilers. I, 
I well, all right. <laughs> Something's wrong with my mic, guys. You're like I was sworn to secrecy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, lots of lots of good funny funny moments. Can I? Can I? Oh, I want to talk a little bit about what I know about Lonely Island. If if Jessica knows more than me, get get on in I, there. I don't know. I don't know. Well, because I started reading because one of my notes that I have is questioning whether or not this is art imitating life, in the sense that if you look at this film, it's about there was a it was it's a musical group of three 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 guys, and as they got more successful, one of them became kind of visually successful. One of them nobody knows about, and then the other one kind of is in the background of the first one. And if you look at the way that the Andy, actual, Ma- Andy Samberg's career, yeah, you look at Andy an Samberg's actor. career, and so I had to do some research to see, like, oh, did they go through like a rough period like these guys did? Although it's not like, it, I couldn't find anything that said they did. Yeah, but if you you look but at this, the, could be mimicking yeah. stuff going on in the background or how they feel. But also, friends. I feel like maybe as the as they're kind of perceived by like consumers in that idea of like. Um, everybody knows Andy Samberg's name, yeah, because he's on. He was on SNL, he, all that stuff. Uh, Jorma Tacone, I think, is less known, but I I've definitely seen him on TV shows, yeah. And I've and he was in Kung Fury, like he, yeah, he's around, he's out there. Oh, he was so good in Kung Fury. And then uh, I read uh, like a couple weeks ago, there was someone who commented on the internet, and they're like, I never remember the name of the third guy. <laughs> I always just say Andy Jorma and the guy who's not Andy or Jorma. Akiva. Yeah, it's like they can't remember his name, and it's kind of that idea of he's the guy in the background who's writing and directing, and there's even kind of a scene in this film. Uh, where they weirdly address that. Yeah. Where it's like, who cares who wrote it? Well, I guess you did. Yeah. I guess you care because you wrote it. So it's kind of it's kind of a strange thing for me to see it. It might be, I mean, this film may be cathartic for them as friends. Yeah, I, I'm unsure because they seem like they've continually did work. They've never had a rough period. Right. In the history of well, what yeah, I've read of them, they're constantly making content together. Yeah. They're all, yeah. they're swapping it up between who's doing what and and the only thing that happened when they got SNL um it, I don't they it seemed like there was no animosity when Andy Samberg was the one chosen to be a face look like, yeah. the other two got to be writers they were yeah. in the writers room right. along with all together. the other and they didn't have to go through what the other people who were in the writers room had to go through yeah. they literally got picked up because of um Andy it was it was Andy but they were working um on someone's show. I, I can't remember. It wasn't Fallon. It could have been Fallon. They're working on somebody's show. Yeah. And then that person was like, oh, I know Lauren. And they told Lauren, the, you know, producer, you know, big, big wig behind SNL. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, check out these guys. And he's like, yeah, come on. Yeah. So it's, it's insane. Like, well, the, it's how because it's because they're Wu-Tang. <laughs> I know because they're Wu-Tang. <laughs> uh, but their journey through all of this, you know, it, they've constantly worked. They've all worked. They've worked together. They worked hard. Yeah. And, got here a they, good and they make this real- film, about a similar kind of group that's worked hard, but then has a has a break and has you know moments of crisis that mimics that could mimic them, but also mimics other I, groups. Yeah, I think it mimics yeah. you know a lot of different things, and I think it's really interesting that they specifically aren't in that mold. Yeah, they're not down that road. Yeah, the Lonely Island hasn't gone there yet. Yeah, as as a group, and yet you can see kind of similarities. Yeah, which is interesting could. to me. Yeah. I wonder. Yeah, because they also had it. You know, Connor was the face, and then um, oh boy, Yorma. Mm-hmm. He was the uh, the music guy, and then yeah. uh, the last guy. I had the to writer. follow that. Uh-huh. Akiva was the writer, and I wonder if you know it's like that as well, except for they're both writers. You know. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. It, it's it could it could be like this is the road not traveled for them. 
This is yeah, this is how their friendship could have gone. Could have gone. Yeah. I think that's very interesting. Yeah, I think it's a very interesting aspect. Yeah, it is. Um, but yeah, that's just. I mean, that's just going on in my brain because I'm like that. That's what fascinates me about films and these kinds of situations. Yeah, like a lot of times you you will see that in a film where people will make a film together and it does inf- it does have you know pieces of their own experience built into it. Right. But in this case, it's it doesn't seem like that. But it, it's it's like a could I mean, be. We don't know behind we the don't scenes. Know. Maybe they've had some drama in the Maybe. past, and and it's coming through in this, which is Beyonce also dealt with stuff oh, yeah. possibly, mm-hmm. and it came through in her work, and she created something amazing. So it's it's a good way to deal with stuff. If yeah. you're going to deal with stuff, is put it into your work. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I got off uh, on that whole thing. Any read another well, note? I know you got a lot. Well, of notes uh, before 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 we move on, I just wanted to say like one of my notes is like. If you really think about it, this is Lonely Island's the movie. Yeah. Like this yeah. is, they made a movie for themselves, mm-hmm. but they did it in this mockumentary, style. in this style. Mm-hmm. And it's it's great that they got to do this. Like whether or not it goes on to make a ton of money, this is awesome. They got to make a movie. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people um, uh, saw Hot Rod. I don't think any of us did. I, I did. did. You did? Cool beans. How am I the only one who's not seen Hot Rod? How dare you? You're weirdo. How am I? Because yeah. awesome. I, when I was reading about it, I was like, "Huh, I guess I guess this came out. I don't know." But it was uh, that's kind of an interesting situation where that is their movie, but in the sense that it was originally written for Will Ferrell, yeah, and it was readapted to fit their mold. They were able, they were allowed to rewrite yeah, a but, good portion of the jokes to fit their right, comedy style, right? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I just mean like it is literally about a music group. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like yeah. Lonely Island. Yes, them as actors mm-hmm. and writers got to. I mean, they've. They've had hands in a lot of great stuff. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they got to make a Lonely Island movie, technically. Kind of, yeah. They just did it in a funny way because yeah. of who they are as people. Yeah, because their strength is, you know, comedy music. Which is which is what, I mean, if you listen to every single song in here, they are horrible songs, but they're written that way on purpose. Yeah, they're written like they're, f- they're fantastic in the way they're making fun of pop music. Mm-hmm. They're very catchy, too. <laughs> I like the Mona Lisa one. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I, that's my favorite. Yeah. Um, the right. um, I don't even know how to say it, but the uh, the one with the Bin Laden. Oh yeah, I'm just gonna say it like that. I was there for that. Yeah, that's that song got <laughs> way longer play than any other song. Like they went all the way down mm. that song. There's a music video for it. I believe it. That people I didn't want to watch anything before the film. So. Oh, but it got released ahead of time. Yeah, my goodness. As like I guess part of a promo. I think it was on SNL. I don't know. It it uh, the lady in it. I I recognize her from SNL. So oh, okay, not on in the film, but in the music video. Yeah, yeah, it makes mm. sense. Yeah, those dancers, everybody was phenomenal. <laughs> Sorry, I still like the line. Uh, it was, she's like, oh, invade the cave. And it's like, oh, he wasn't in a cave. And it didn't matter. Yeah, it didn't matter. <laughs> it's just like, didn't matter. I like that. In that moment, he's more concerned about the historical accuracy yeah. of how Bin Laden like, was hey, wait, killed. That's not right. Wait a second, he wasn't in a cave. But then in the, in the same song, he says, she stays up to date on current events. I'm like, well, not that current. <laughs> <laughs> not, not that current. If she's got some, uh, some inaccuracies. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh... Yeah, the songs are funny. Yeah, they're good. Mm-hmm. No, and uh, well, one of the songs has a great punchline from Ringo. Ringo Starr is in this film as one of the people interviewed. Yeah. And yeah. every line that he had was hilarious. Yes, yeah, it was really good. Because uh, there was a song kind of about like, oh, why don't, why isn't gay marriage allowed? But it was, oh, it was clearly, 
Like the way that he was writing that song, it was supposed to be that character was yeah. worried that people would think that he was gay. I mean, oh man, it, which that was a funny in itself. And at the end of it, it cuts to an interview with like Ringo Starr, where he's, Ringo Starr says he's singing like they don't allow gay marriage, but they, they do. do now. <laughs> and and like, every single shit. every single song was like that, where they mm. were strangely a year or two late. Yeah, it yeah. Like I mean, there's a song a that plays over the credits about legalizing marijuana yeah and then it's got like one line right at the end of the song that's like legalize crack i like that too <laughs> yeah it was good yeah all right what's on the list uh, let's go down that list I'm, we're kind of already down here oh dang i know we all touched on it already. okay um well i'll wait i'll wait for that yeah one. yeah anything that's discussion stuff i have a thing yeah. i have another thing uh-huh. that's like a big overarching thing okay um Sometimes with this uh, John mo- Cusack mockumentary documentary style, uh-huh. uh, it takes me out of it um, when they kind of forget that they're doing a fake documentary. Yeah, there are some scenes that are like, no, there's no cameras here. There, there's yeah, there's the one scene that did it to me, and I was like, oh okay, I'm a hundred percent out now. Like yeah. I I can't even pretend to believe. You know, you gotta have a suspension of disbelief, uh-huh. but then you reach a point where you go, okay, well I don't anymore. Yeah, that's not how it is. Uh, there's a scene where. Uh, I don't even remember all that. Uh, Owen Owen calls Lawrence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, there's a camera on Lawrence. And I'm like, if he's just calling him out of the blue, uh, why, why would is they a camera filming? crew still there? Yeah, and there's a camera crew with him the whole time. Anytime he's, yeah. we see Lawrence, there's a camera crew there. Why is there? I mean, mm-hmm. unless the documentary is about the boys and why they're not together anymore, then that makes sense. But yeah. that's not how it feels the documentary's couched. No, and also... Uh, there's, I mean, the gag that they do when Owen calls Lawrence, I think works better if you can't see Lawrence. Yeah. Because there's a goat in the background, and then it, and then he goes, oh, what's what's that sound? He goes, oh, it's uh, my girlfriend. Cause, and we all know that's a goat. Like, yeah. we know it's not, and it's some kind of animal noise, and if we couldn't see him, yeah, that, I think you're that's right. way funnier. That would have been a better scene. And I just, I, I don't know, that's just me. There's, I mean, this happens all the time in these yeah. kinds of movies, so it's not, you know, it's not like, oh, they're the first one to screw it up, but it's, it's still... You know, if you're going to commit to, uh, you know, bit. being a documentary, then kind of commit to it. Like, yeah. go, you're go right. For it, that does, look. it doesn't make sense because they do they do lots of good gags based on the fact that it's a documentary. Like yeah. the scene where they say, "Oh, cut cut the cameras," and then we get just get the dialogue, and then it becomes and, amazing, and it becomes hilarious. And the, <laughs> at the very end, the, the camera guy, tell me you got that. <laughs> you told us to stop filming. <laughs> I just. I died. Like that was yeah. so good, and that was committing to like we are a documentary. Yeah, get the flamethrower. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's the queen. She's angry. <laughs> and you hear yeah. rah rah. <laughs> <you know>, what? <laughs> yeah. So I I don't know. I I just feel like that kind of uh, weakened some of it. For yeah. Me. But that's all. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I hear you. That's I'm. You know, some say it's nitpicking. I mean, it only pays off. In my opinion, I care. It is funny in that one scene, but it like pays off. At the end, where when all the documentary crews meet each other, Dude, oh, that part was awesome. Oh my god, that was super that funny. Was awesome. That was the best. That was that was where it really paid off for me. <laughs> what was the? I mean, I, I almost don't want to say because it's no, so no, no, let's no. I'm not going to say. Totally say. Like I don't even want to talk about it. I mean, do you, we even want to talk about it in discussion? Yeah, yeah. we do. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Okay, we'll yeah, leave we it for do. discussion. In discussion, you know what you're getting into. Right now, I want people to be able to go in and enjoy themselves still. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, it's uh, but it's just a person being in a film. It worked for Emma Stone. No, I'm sorry. This one's too good. It's too this good. It's, I've right. I broke my own rule within yeah, minutes did. of making yeah, it. Yeah, you did. And you know what? That's life. Say lovey. Say lovey. Do we have anything more to say before uh, we have to cut off and nah. keep going and do a thing? Nah. Okay. 
Uh, I think we all liked it. Yeah. I think, Jordan, you were pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I didn't think I was going to like it at all. I thought uh, I was actually kind of really disappointed that I had to see this movie. <laughs> if we're gonna if we're gonna look behind the curtain, uh, but at the end of the day, I saw it and it was it was good. It was very mm. funny. Uh, I'm kind of sad it didn't make as much money as as I think we all think it should have made more money, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I it's also releasing during a weird time. Like we're couched in between all these sequels and and comic book movies and like when do you release a comedy like this yeah i think this was definitely released too close to neighbors too yeah because neighbors 2 is still doing better it's still making money in the box office which is like kind of interesting uh and i think just another i mean this is a good like funny movie uh you know sometimes it maybe it goes a little too extreme we'll definitely get to that in the (laughs) discussion but uh at the same time some of those extreme moments are the funniest moments yeah and so it's just a weird thing of, I think these are, you know, the people who made this movie are definitely more, if you can still call this a phrase, like internet famous. Right. And so them on the big screen is cool and fun and there is a, an audience that will go see it. But at the same time... Are those the same amount of people that pay for movie tickets? Yeah. It's like yeah. these are, you know, it's not, it's not going to get every single person in a in a weird way like Zach Efron is you know a household name and ubiquitous yeah. and he's yeah. everywhere you can't get away from him right and so neighbors too is going to do great no matter what no matter what because yeah. because you got the Efron good old Zachy boy mm-hmm. any, any final thoughts good old boy no, I'm in agreement. I it was cool to be in it and then go and see it to kind of have that you know the two sides of it I was excited for this when I was first in it it was like this is going to be awesome yeah I mean I was I gotta reiterate. I was really surprised. I was in a theater by myself, and I'm laughing out loud. <laughs> and there are parts happening where I was like, "Oh no, N- no, oh god, no!" And I'm in the theater by myself, saying this out loud. Like, it was, it was cool. It was I'm really, really cool. happy to hear that. Yeah. Well, and also, at least you're not, you're not like a little ashamed. You're like, "Oh yeah, I was kind of in this movie." <laughs> you're like, "Yes, this yeah, movie." Yeah, no, you Go should be it. proud. This yeah, is yeah, this yeah is way cool. better than I thought it was gonna be. That's good. I'm Aaron Prince-Staley, host of the Podcast Preview, where every week I bring you a new comedy podcast that you are going to love, with highlight clips and interviews with the show's hosts. Check out the Podcast Preview at BenviewNetwork.com, on your favorite podcast app, or live on the radio at WERA.FM. I'll see you there. Let's talk about what's coming out new in theaters. Movies. We got The Conjuring 2. In case you didn't get enough. We got Now You See Me. Two. In case you didn't get enough magic. We got Warcraft. In case you didn't play enough video games. We got Diary of a Chambermaid in limited release. Yep. And King Jack King in limited Jack. release. King Jack. Uh, first of all, let's, let's before we play guest ending, let's give out some thanks. Starting with Silent Partner, who did our theme song, Sophomore Makeout. Uh, we got that from the YouTube Audio Library, youtube.com slash audio library for your music needs if you're a creator. Uh, our logo was done by Justin Kizan. He's an artist and a writer, and you can read his writings at agentsofguard.com. That's agentsofguard.com. Uh, that's a fun little uh, kind of a news and nerd opinion website. Uh, and also, uh, much as I, I said last week, uh, he is doing on Instagram uh, like a video a day. Yeah, I saw a, very a couple short of those. Video. They're yeah, like they're 15, 30 seconds yeah, long, they're good. and they're good. Like yeah. He's a, you know, uh, uh, he's got he's a good a, eye. He's got a good eye. 
uh, he he's done some film stuff in the past, and uh-huh. so I'm you know I'm very pleased that he's he's doing this. They're yeah, they're very good. good. Yeah, some of them are pretty funny. And too. I thought that was only for May, and no, he's continuing for June. Good for him. I'm very happy. Yeah. So on Instagram, I believe it's just Justin Kizon. Nice. Uh, so go find him. Yeah, he's a good guy. Uh, if you like podcasts, you should check out another podcast I do called Pick Your Path. It's on the Benview Network, benviewnetwork.com slash PYP. It's a choose-your-own-adventure-style enhanced podcast where you, the listener, get to pick your path as you go through a uh, original story written by myself, Matt Benson, and David King. Uh, check that out. If Tom was here, he'd tell you about optograb.org and his short stories on Amazon and Smashwords. Just go to optograb.org for all of his writings. Uh, Jessica? I'm on Instagram. Good? Yeah. Good. Jessica L. McKay. And, uh, yeah. Any other movies we should look for you in in the future? Oh, boy. I'm kind of sticking TV appearances? You have some TV appearances? Not yet. Oh, you, can't, <laughs> you can't say what commercials you're working on. I know you're working on some commercials. Yeah. Some I'm secrets. excited to see those. I'm excited. Secret, secret work. Secret things. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll let you guys know. You'll cool. be the first to hear. Jordan? As of this recording, we just wrapped up our 24-hour... Uh, streaming event over at twitch.tv backslash camera salt weekly and i didn't even know about it i just got a text that day of like hey you don't need to stream we've got something planned i was like okay like, and they, they just streamed for 24 hours and i got to do nothing all weekend it was real nice mm-hmm. you got uh, to watch your tv on sunday yeah <laughs> on sunday I, I paid attention yeah and uh but i will be back this coming saturday uh i am computerless so it's not going to be overwatch uh, all day, every day, like I thought it was going to be. But I'm going through my backlog. I'm playing, uh, I'm finishing off Dragon Age Inquisition. And the week after that, I'm going to be playing a little bit of, uh, oh, I forget, another game. And then the week after that, The Witcher 3. And I'm just going to be going through and uh, finishing off all the games that I kind of put on the back burner. Like, I'm almost done with Batman, Arkham Knight. Hey! Yeah, I went back, and I'm finishing off that. I'm going to do everything hmm. but the Riddler trophies, because I've got a life. They're not even that hard. 243. I'm not going to sit down with a guide. Oh. I'm not going to sit down with a guide, because I... I didn't need a guide for... I forgot about a mechanic... Not more than 10 of them. ...for half the game. You know the thing the where you hold up on the pad to, like, take a picture of a scene? For the Riddler trophy, it'd be like a oh, you forgot about that Riddler. mechanic. I forgot about that mechanic, so I'd oh, walk into a room and it'd be like, it'd be like, it'd be like, oh, here's this a- mask is a is a scary. Yeah, and I'd be <laughs> like, like, it's right know. here. I can't interact with it. What the <laughs> hell's going on? And I just went about my day. So I'm not gonna go back halfway through the game uh, and go back to all the older environments. And no, I'm done. I'm done. So I'm gonna do everything but that. I'm gonna move kinda, on with my life. Like the way that I play those games is that as long as the Riddler's still out there, I haven't yeah. done my duty as bad. Yeah. Here's the thing. I saw. I did. I mean, it's to the point where I've just got to fight him. Yeah. I got to the point where it's like, oh, come back when you've done all my others. Nah. Nah. Yeah, then you got to come back and beat him. I'm uh, Catwoman and I are just going to go on a holiday, mm-hmm. and we're going to enjoy ourselves. Oh, that's a real moment, too. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I still have to... I didn't realize I hadn't beaten all the DLC on that. The DLC's real good. I have some story I DLC. I already which did the DLC. If, if I paid, you know, the actual... What they charged uh, for it, I would have been mad. So I'm yeah. glad I did the No, uh, I didn't either. Whatever you call that, yeah. You buy it before, um, and I didn't do that. I just got the DLC stuff, the story stuff, and uh, it's real good. The stuff they add for oh. all of them, yeah, they're real nice. Yeah, and um, the, yeah, the different characters are kind of they play a little differently. They all come back in, yeah, and they have moment. It really feels like Rocksteady is just putting the franchise to bed, mm-hmm. like saying mm-hmm. this is it. This is the last we're gonna do. They're doing. They some did new, a great job. They're doing something new with it. 
Are Call they? me crazy. They're doing something like Arkham I, Universe. I heard. Oh, a word. they did. I don't know what that is. But I mean, I they heard did that a word. Co- they're releasing the collection of all the games. No, 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 it's a new thing. Look it up after. Look it up. I don't after. know. We'll I don't like that. After. I think they should move on. No, I'm going to tell you. I think it's they should be good, let. But I don't care. Out of the Batman cage. Shh, I don't care. I don't care. I like it. <laughs> I want more Batman. <laughs> I do another stuff. Give me that more Batman. Uh, but yeah, I'll be on uh, every Saturday from one to three. Wait, so if you don't beat Riddler, you can't do the the Nightfall Protocol. I don't care. Okay. I already watched that ending. Oh. oh, okay. I know what happens. Yeah, but it's it's not super great, but it's like interesting. Yeah, it makes sense. Okay. And it and it makes sense for Rock City to be like, we're Ooh. done. Ooh. It, it, in my heart, like when it said Nightfall Protocol, I was like, <gasps> yeah. Like just, I'm. So, uh. Oh, I get it. See, this is why Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice hurt me. Because they did such a good job. Because I see it done well. Yeah. And then I see it done poorly. Yeah. And I just really hurts. poorly. It hurts. The worst. Like the word nightfall can get me excited and then in a in a BVS movie, like yeah. nothing gets me excited. Yeah. I mean DC it's so strange because they do such a good job with their animated stuff. Mm. Like all of their animated movies that they put out, uh, the Justice League, Batman v Superman, Under the Red Hood. Do you think they're like easier to make? I guess. I have no idea. Or they but they can write it off easier. They're so true to the comics mm-hmm. and they capture the feelings so well and all the voice actors are perfect. I don't know why the hell they're so bad at making live-action versions. Mm-hmm. They're horrible. And and is it because Marvel is... I know we're on a tangent. We are is it, on is a it because Marvel just has, a, has this weird thing where they're combining the real world with the universe? Because the Marvel movies are closer to reality. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they're, they're less crazy. Well, I they're mean, still crazy, but they do feel more like, oh, this this is couched in our world. I guess not some hyper realistic I mean, universe. I, I think the only thing I worry is that someone hearing that would think like, but it's not our world because it's not it's not like they go like, oh yeah, I gotta go talk to Obama. Yeah. Like they don't, you know. I think they've shown the president like once or twice. But in I feel the Marvel movies. No, and I it's agree. Not Obama. So I agree. But it's it, not really our world. But it's it's realistic. It feels closer to our Earth, like I guess reality. I would say. Is yeah. what you're saying. Because Whereas the DC movies are just like they feel like I don't even know what they yeah, like. They don't even do exist. You, yeah, doesn't make sense. <laughs> it's it's so. I mean, if you look at Batman versus real. Superman, the government just doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Nothing. They show up and get destroyed. Is there like? Can we make a, a spectrum from like from Marvel to? DC and X Men's kind of in the middle. The X Men universe is more right in the middle, more like ours, but even but also cartoony. Yeah, because of uh, uh, so so it would have to be so it would have silly. to be Marvel X Men. Yeah, DC animated universe because yeah. it is completely cartoony. Yeah, yeah. And then way the fuck but over I mean there, Batman. Cartoony in the Superman. sense of like silly things are happening. Yes. Uh, in DC, silly things happen, but everyone's mad about it. In, and like in, everyone's very serious dude, about in, it. I never realized this, but in the X-Men movies, the government's just sitting there going, well, I don't know what to do about these mutants. Like that is basically what the government yeah, is. Yeah, they've kind of done nothing. They've done nothing. I mean, they had, well, in Days of Future Past, they had the Sentinels. <laughs> but that wasn't even really the government. That was uh, Peter Dinklage. Yeah. What a waste of those Peter are good, Dinklage. Those are good. Man. What a waste of those, Oscar those Isaac. Peter D. X-Men, our good, our, our good the X-Men movies Peter waste actors that we love. Yeah. Even I, I even I'll say it. They wasted Kevin Bacon. Oh, completely. And they wasted uh, Emma Frost, lady. He was just maybe even as a character. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, we can't go yeah. down this road. We've gone down this road. I'm sorry. Oh my god. Sorry, You're just, <laughs> she's just sitting here like. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh, oh. Sorry. I can't contribute. I'm so sorry. Oh man. I guess we have some unresolved feelings. Oh, we have a lot of unresolved <laughs> feelings about uh, films. Oh man. 
But yeah, <sighs> twitch.tv backslash Gamersaw Weekly, Saturday, 1 to 3 p.m. <laughs> Pacific Standard Time. You can see me play some old games, knocking them off my backlog. Go to benvnetwork.com for all the great podcasts on our network. Uh, you know, uh, stay tuned for more exciting news and changes, and who knows what else is coming to the network. But you can check out the podcast preview, t- Trent Talk, uh, uh, you know, all the all the good times. You're looking around, it confused me. Uh, I was worried that something was happening, I didn't know. Uh, go to nevpodcast.com uh, for more of our show. Uh, you can, of course, subscribe on any of your favorite uh, podcast app. Uh, nevpodcast at gmail.com if you want to send us some correspondence. Uh, we're also on YouTube. Uh, we'll put the link in the thing, but it's nevpodcast. Everything's nevpodcast, including Twitter at nevpodcast. My personal Twitter is at podcasterandrew. I'm at truevalk. You don't have a Twitter. I'm on You're Instagram. On Instagram. <laughs> yeah, cool. That's your line. You remember your line. <laughs> I did. I'm I did on Instagram. <clears throat> okay, so now it's time for Guess the Ending. You'll never guess how it ends. And I'll never guess because I'm first. <laughs> so you are guessing. <laughs> now you see me too. <laughs> Directed by John M. Chu, uh, director of such classics as Step Up Revolution and G.I. Joe Retaliation. We just learned that. Too. Uh, <laughs> starring uh, from the social network Jesse Eisenberg, from Avengers Age of Ultron, Mark Ruffalo, from 2012, Woody Harrelson, and True Detective. And from, well, I'm doing movies, please. And it's from like Neighbors 2, Sorority Rising, Dave Franco. And, and other people are in this, too. The Four Horsemen resurface. And oh, the apocalypse? Forcibly, are forcibly recruited by a tech genius to pull off their most impossible heist yet. Before you start, was the first one a heist movie? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Did you not see it? Yeah, I yeah, saw yeah. it like three fucking times, and I still don't understand. Oh, I could explain it to you. I, it's actually really... I liked it. I, I. The whole point about magic is doing cool shit without CG. Oh, yeah. that that This movie failed. Yeah. And the all, sequel all, is also failing. Yeah, that, they I'm both are just CG bullshit movies. And well, they I'm do like, it for like a that's minute. That's not what's cool about magic. They do it for like a minute, and then they just go, oh, never mind. Oh, never mind. No, 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 no. So, okay. So mm. the Four Horsemen are forced into doing a thing by a tech genius, whatever it says. Um, and uh, for some reason, um, the lady, I don't remember her character name, uh, but she gets a spell put on her where she looks like a different lady. Uh, it wasn't because they couldn't get her back. It's part of the plot. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> magic is real, as we've learned. Um, oh, my goodness. So the tech genius is actually, they're still in a little... Uh, from other films where they're doing uh, a meta commentary where Daniel Radcliffe hmm. plays the tech genius as Daniel Radcliffe. What? And in this in this version of the world, Daniel Radcliffe, after he did the Harry Potter movies, he went into technology because he wanted to... Make know, technology that mimicked magic? Thank you. Oh, my goodness. You can read my mind. We, oh, my goodness. We're doing this. We're doing I, this. I like where you're going. Um, so he's very into that idea. And so when he fi- finds out that the four horsemen can do something that appears to be actual magic, what? he, he kind of fools them and tricks them into it. And he had help from the Morgan Freeman character. If we all recall from the first film, he was kind of the bad guy. Yeah. Uh, so they get help. He gets help from him to get them recruited for his business. And Mark Ruffalo is the one who originally recruited the Four Horsemen. I'm sorry, this is a huge plot twist from the first one. Yeah, jeez. But it's You're spoiling. It's got to be right there because it's the sequel time. So weird, weird things are going to happen. 
Uh, so Mark Ruffalo doesn't like that that's what's happening. So he's kind of like pulling some strings behind it all to try and get them to, you know, get out of it, like in order to pull off the heist and get away clean. Right. Okay. Yeah. Because he can't he doesn't know how to defeat Daniel Radcliffe because Daniel Radcliffe keeps doing these tech tricks. Ooh. Right. And that's the thing. But it becomes kind of a running gag where Daniel Radcliffe can't do actual magic yeah. or even a magic trick. Yeah. He can only do technology based things. He keeps dropping all the cards. He keeps dropping all the cards. Everybody laughs at him. He pulls something out of his sleeve and it's like the wrong thing. And he's yeah. like, I don't even know. The what bunny this bites is. his wrist as he pulls it out yeah, of his sleeve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but at the end of it, that's what throws him all off. He can't do an actual magic trick. He's got no more of his tech. Uh, Morgan Freeman can't help him. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so he faces off against um, Mark Ruffalo. They have like a little thing where Mark Ruffalo's throwing cards at him and he's dodging it. And then, uh, you know, they do a gag where he's got a wand, but it doesn't do anything. And, and a, it, a bunch of fans see them. They're on a stage. A bunch of fans see them. Everyone becomes jaded because they're seeing Daniel Radcliffe, Harry Potter himself, unable to do magic. Uh, his career's going to be in the toilet now. Uh, he can only play farting corpses from now on. And that's mm-hmm. just going to be his life. And that's the end of this movie. Where they just well, ruin Daniel he Radcliffe's does have life. A, he does have a, a future as a human jet ski. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> that's it. That's the end. I'm doing just, it's just ruining Daniel Radcliffe. This, this movie sh- should just be subtitled "Ruining Daniel Radcliffe." Wow. Yeah. Tough man. Tough break. Uh, I'm guessing for "Diary of a Chambermaid" in limited release, directed by Bonnier Jacou, Lié Sedou. Benoit, I believe that is. Oh, Benoit. I don't know. Oh, that does. I that speak is fake Benoit. French. That is Benoit. That's probably Jacou. Benoit Jacou. Vincent Linden. <laughs> Uh, Coltier uh, Mollet. Mol- no, I don't think I don't think so. And Hervé Villachez. Justin Timberlake cutting the carrots. Hervé Pierre, <laughs> a scheming servant, works for a wealthy couple in France during the late 19th century. Spoilers. <laughs> She's a time traveler. Whoa. She's from 2342. Whoa. It's like way in the future. Yeah. uh, She's given a task uh, by the Wild Stallions to go back and introduce rock and roll to an earlier time period. So what happens is is, uh, the the first two Bill and Ted movies happen, and they realize that part of the reason why everything's gone real bad and there's so many wars is they try to uh, introduce rock and roll earlier so that way they can reinsert themselves in time earlier, start the Wild Stallions, and bring about this age of peace and prosperity to the world. And if they can do that, they can avoid a, a whole bunch of wars, a whole bunch of endless, you know, needless killing. And so they, they, they take her and they kind of insert her into the past and they say, you need to find these people and you need to give them you need to kind of incept rock and roll into the early 19th century mm-hmm. and um that's basically the whole movie she's wow. she's uh you know she's a woman out of time so she's she's trying to get used to you know being a chambermaid mm-hmm. in this time period not having a lot of uh uh you know agency uh not having the the wonders of technology and uh, but but she comes around. She makes a lot of friends, and and she ends up starting a band, and they uh, they they tour all of uh, all of France, mm-hmm. and uh, France becomes kind of this uh, this cultural focal point. They go straight from the Renaissance into a new era of uh, rock and roll, 
and uh, they uh, they spread rock and roll over the world, and Bill and Ted come back, and and it's great. This is the, so this sets up for Bill and Ted three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because as we all know with time travel movies, they do change things, but it has unforeseen con- consequences. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe saving someone, you know, it, it doesn't doesn't change the world for better. Maybe it makes it worse. So mm-hmm. uh, that's that's going to be the premise of Bill and Ted three is they they succeeded in this movie. And uh, everything's gone real bad. Real bad. Uh-huh. Because maybe right. the world's not ready All right. for rock and roll. All right. All right. I'm going to follow that one. <laughs> All right. King Jack Limited. Director Felix Thompson, starring Charlie Plummer, Corey Nich- Nichols, Christian Madsen, and Danny Flasher T. Jack is a 15-year-old uh-huh. boy stuck huh? in a... It's close enough. Okay. I was going to go with it. <laughs> All right. Say it. Say it. Say how you say it. Flatter? Flattery? Flaherty. I like Flaherty better. I like Flaherty way better. I'm going to rename him. Yeah. Yeah. Are we going to uh, tell him? Or no. No? No. We're just going to no. change he's everything also stop being It's Wikipedia? like in the office when Jim asks everyone to call Dwight Dwayne. Do you know that part? They no, because I've never seen The Office. That's upsetting. They I watched the good one. <laughs> oh. All right. British. It's not that Good. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> it's not that good. Yeah, I like The Hobbit in it. What? Martin Freeman's my bed. Give me that please Marty, con- Marty Freeman. Oh Stop gosh. him. Just please continue. Okay. Jack is a 15-year-old boy I, stuck in a rundown so small town, trapped in a violent feud with a cruel older bully and facing another bout of summer school. Jack's all Jack's got all the problems he can handle. So when Jack's aunt falls ill and runs and his runty younger cousin must stay with him for the weekend, the last thing Jack wants to do is to look after him. Unfortunately, no one really cares what Jack wants. Set over a hazy summer weekend, King Jack is a tough and tender coming-of-age story about friendship and finding happiness in bleak surroundings. All right, pause, pause, pause. Is this the back of a book? Yeah, it's a long, this is a long description. This feels like a, 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 like a preteen, like a... Like a uh, What's that? Olympus? Uh, Olympus has fallen. Yeah, yeah. Olympus has fallen. Mm-hmm. Like preteen story uh-huh. where it's like, oh, read this to your preteen to help them get through elementary school. Yeah, a lot of there's a lot of limited dramas like this. Yeah, but it's, I've never like read one thing. so a, big. It's movies but too. This, you need to look, know all those things. Look yeah. how many sentences. They're trying to sell you on this movie. Look how many sentences. They paid IMDb per word. And Obviously. So. <laughs> Holy crap. All right, please, take it away. Please continue. <laughs> Alrighty then. So Jack is a uh, a troubled 15-year-old boy, as we have learned here. And uh, since his aunt is falling ill, he decides to um, start, you know, learning about medicine, learning about his her disease. And um, he's actually very, very, very smart. So he starts learning about medicine. And um, because he is so smart, he uh, he finds a cure to her disease which we don't know until the end. It's kind of like a, they, they keep it very hidden, and so they don't want to tell you too many of her symptoms or diseases or family history or anything like that, none of the medicine, so you could figure it out. It's all very hush-hush. And um, his young, younger brother, who comes? Is that? His runty cousin. younger cousin, I'm so sorry, comes. And actually what you find out is that this, her disease, the aunt's, the aunt's disease, is affecting everyone. 
but no one, it's so many different symptoms that no one can place it to the same disease. They think it's all just different diseases. And so what happens is that um, it is a coming of age story. And so Jack needs to, you know, kind of get all of his family, all of, you know, his cousins and everybody together. And we end up finding that the cousin is the one who's immune to everything. So Jack, with all of his, you know, smarts and um, learned all about this disease, can, you know, put all the pieces together. And he, um, he takes some of the, the blood from his cousin and ends up making a vaccine and cures his aunt. And he, you know, they kind of realize that family and friends are very important. And it's not all about um, the hype about people, how people look at you. It's about, you know, how you see yourself and, you know, family and friends are the most important thing. And yeah, he kind of learns a, a valuable lesson. Yep. Wow. Nice. <laughs> wow. Well, now we can end the guessing. And with that, bring it into the show. Uh, if you stick around after the little music plays, you'll get our discussion of uh, Pop Star, Never Stop, Never Stopping. Lots of good insight there uh, into more of the spoilery moments, uh, including uh, the big ending that happens. Uh, so check that out. You know, give it a listen if you're ready. If you feel like you're ready. If you're not ready, don't do it. Don't do anything you're not ready for. Yeah. We'll, we'll still be here. <laughs> we'll still be here. <laughs> we'll wait for you. Uh so until next week, uh, this has been episode 279 uh, of Nerds Eye View. Uh, normally I say we're reviewing next week, but we're just going to flip a coin. I think we just got to flip a coin. Or do both. Flip don't be a baby. Coin. School's not in session. Let's do both. I don't want to have to do that to myself. Do both. I don't, I don't have enough b- brain happen. Both. Brain happen? Brain happen. Oh. Both. See, it broke me already. <laughs> I, I can can't tell. even do it. I can't even see it. I'm not ready. We'll see what happens. Come back next week to find out. This has been episode 279 of Nerds Eye View. I'm Andrew. I'm Jessica. I'm Jordan. And remember, listeners, if you, uh, a suited dude comes up to you and says, hey, we don't need those, those two lackeys. You can do this on your own. Don't listen to them. Because, uh, you'll have a onstage wardrobe malfunction <laughs> and uh life will be very difficult it'll be bad it'll be bad. yeah but it's it's encroaching i can already feel it on my feet it, no the sun is literally coming yeah no, no, no. What you want to do is, can you tilt the top so that way it's... You see how the point is down? It'd be better if it was flat in that direction. Is that, is that even possible? Can we turn the top so that way it... Uh... All right, now we can get to that discussion. Ooh. All right. We can get to the secret stuff. Nitty gritty. Yeah. So tell us about that final scene, Jessica. Okay. You're in that final I am. concert moment. I am in the final scene. Um, at the Poppies. At the Poppies. Yeah, that was actually really cool because our dress code, our our, our outfits, what we were yeah. supposed to wear was very like high-end. <laughs> nice. So I, me and you know a lot of people around me, we were all um, like in these really nice dresses because it was the Poppies yeah. and um, heels, which sucked. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine. I was, well, you guys are sitting though. Yeah, right? that's. I was very okay. glad because we didn't know where we were gonna be. Yeah. So I was very happy we were sitting. Although it'd been cooler to be up. Well, front, yeah. But yeah. you know, 
Um, but yeah, that was uh, that was really cool. We didn't know who was going to be the guest stars. They just told us that we were going to have some like guests there. So it was just such a surprise. Usher was there. Yeah. We saw him perform. Yeah. Um, I wrote this down. Tim Meadows on the sax. That yeah. was a surprise. Well, yeah. And it was like, who is that guy? And it was really cool. Like, oh, my God, that's <laughs> Tim Meadows. It was yeah. like, it's the, not the parent trap, but what's that one? He was in uh, Mean Girls. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yep. It's like the Mean Girls guy. That's what I was saying. They're like, wait, what? <laughs> I was like, she's in Mean Girls, right? And then um, Michael Bolton. That was, oh yeah, man, that was my so goodness. Cool. And just, I mean, just class acts. You know, mm. like these guys, like they just had it together, mm. and it was, it was really cool. It was really cool to see. But yeah, that was. Um, was JT actually in the suit? I don't think so. Bummer. <laughs> Bummer. I kind of hoped Bummer. he was because, I, like, the way that the suit guy was acting was very yeah, was JT. Very JT. Very JT. That Look, guy was. I don't want to. I don't want to confess that I own one of his concerts on Blu-ray, <laughs> but I do, and he looked very JT. He's awesome. Oh, yeah. Like I loved that part yeah. of. <laughs> that yeah that the, the that cutting. subplot is so good. Oh my god! I'm totally gonna cut carrots now, and uh, I well, look know. seven different ways. How many <laughs> seven different ways? I like he just goes. He's like, oh, and then raw, like just the one that's like nothing. <laughs> right? Hilarious. Julian, Julian, Julian is the French like to say. Is the French like to say. My favorite is when. Um, Andy Connor is, oh, yeah. is going and he's eating them and then you see him in the in background the, in the he's, like, he's like I died <gasps> I died he's in the window like, oh, just like man. smiling it was really good was like, was I really like to know that he likes my food me. it was me <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that, that was that was really mm-hmm. cool so I think you can see us my like our group when at the very end you know and they oh the poppies and here's Connor for real you can see us standing up. So oh, nice. It was really cool with that scene because it was like five different cameras all around. And oh. so you didn't know where they were going to shoot. Yeah, from. they were shooting all of them and then they were going to cut together in exactly. a way that looks good. So that's cool. So yeah, that You ended was, up being in there. I, I think so. I'm going to have to pause it. I'm going to have to <laughs> buy it and then pause it. Yeah. We'll, we'll rewatch it. We'll have a movie now. Sure. Yeah. Be like, right Look here, guys. Look at this guy. Sure. Sorry, my sh- <laughs> I, I can't judge my shirts anymore. I don't know if they sound like authentic they or not. They all sound sarcastic. Exactly. I just want to let you know. Sure. My sure is broken. Sure. You use it too much. I think it's I think it's a Even a Adam loaded, gets mad at me. I think it's a loaded word. I think sure and it's I very love sure. You've nature. turned it into a loaded word. It never used to be that way. And I'm using that now in my daily life, I just want to tell you. And people now look at me like Like you what is what? your problem? Like someone will say something I'm like, sure. You know, <laughs> sure. Yeah. I don't make that face. Yeah, well, we can't it's tell. You have a there. beard. It's getting it's there. It's in there underneath the beard. Sure. You can't see. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I don't know. I just want you to be aware of what you're putting out. Good. Uh, and this has been mannerisms with Andrew. <laughs> so please so, say sure right so, now. Please do it. <laughs> sure. So I got you to confess earlier that was Weird Al as Hammerleg. Yeah. We're putting you under the under the gun here. It's hard to remember because during that part we had it. With him saying Connor for real, and they did it a bunch of times with and without somebody saying it. Mm. Uh. So, but watching the movie, so I did have this discussion with. It was like a side stage looking thing. Somebody else, yeah. yeah. I do think that that it was, mm-hmm. but I don't remember if that oh, okay. was him there or not because yeah. I was so. I mean, we were we were all. I mean, they could have shot that later or before or edited him in somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just uh, on sure. a random stage. <laughs> <laughs> I had to say it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that that last scene is really really neat. I I think um, just to get on like a like more of a story point uh, before we get into like you know um, 
uh, how shall you say the the limo scene? Oh my uh, gosh! <laughs> I think um, even the limo scene, and I think the stuff with Seal, uh, which I loved. Oh yeah, it was great. Uh, the one-eyed Seal. Uh, well, they put it in the trailer, so I was that was ruined for me. Oh, anyway. see, I I didn't see a trailer. For I didn't movie. see the trailer part for that one either. All right. Well, I, on a story point, I think um, like they didn't work too hard. I don't want to say this is like a down like a down thing on them. It's just like you you know you can't reinvent the wheel. And so in a in a story like this where you have someone who's so full of themselves, and then they have a moment of self reflection. And then they come around to like, oh, I was an asshole the whole time, and now I should be nice Better. and apologize. And then everyone's everything's fine. I like that that's he doesn't backslide after that. I hate movies oh, that's that are true. like, like, oh, I'm getting better, but then oh, I'm gonna backslide and make decisions like like I was before because mm. things are starting to get better. So I'm just gonna become that person again. Mm. I enjoy that he didn't backslide in this movie. Yeah, that's true. But it, it was for me. It was like they they kind of played up more on the comedy aspect by him saying, "Oh, let me put on my disguise." Yeah, and he has this he has this moment while <laughs> in a so weird great. disguise. Yeah, and then they like, like everyone makes fun you of seriously. You know, they're like, "You look like what? What was the first one?" Because uh, the second one was Jason Siegel, but the first first I one was someone with else. Somebody bee allergy. Oh, Matthew Modine with a bee allergy, and I was like, "Yes, that's hilarious." Yeah. And then the, uh, his friend was like, "You look like Jason Siegel." <laughs> so he's like, <laughs> and, and then he took his glasses off and starts doing it. Yeah, he starts doing it. So I think they kind of, you know, they were able to focus more on, you know, like, yes, this is ridiculous. Just, just, you know, hang yeah. on. It's a movie. Enjoy. Yeah. yeah. Rather than, you know, because it, it's, it is, it's, it's, you know, we see it all the time in movies. Yeah. And so you can't make it more, you can't write it better. It's like, yeah, y- yeah we got to get to a moment where this guy re- recapitulates and says like, oh, I've lived my life wrong. I mean, that's one of the reasons one of my notes is satire the movie mm-hmm. because every scene drips with satire. Mm-hmm. They're constantly making a comedic representation of the norms of writing, of the norms of the story, of the norms of the music industry. Mm-hmm. Like every single line is dripping with satire and I think they do a good job of it. Um, I mean, the scene, the seal scene didn't hit you very well, Jessica, but at the end of the day, I love that it culminates in, in him on the cover of a magazine with an eye patch on with his ex-fiance. Yeah. Like, I love that. I yeah. love that's the end of that story. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, the, tr- the trailer that I, I think it was a second trailer. That's why uh, the first trailer, I, I can't even remember. But the, but the trailer, one of the trailers that I saw had that moment where seal gets attacked by the wolf. Uh-huh. And but he says uh, he's like he's like oh I'll be fine. How do you think I got these scars? And that just kills me. Yeah, like, that's just like that's hilarious. Yeah. And then it he wasn't gets a skin eating virus. No, it was, it was wolves. It was wolves. He fought wolves. Yeah. Uh, but that's in the trailer. I mean, a lot of their funny moments were in the trailer, but then there were plenty of other more funny moments. Yeah. In the film, and so you know we were saying earlier about how trailers ruin things. Yeah. That's you know they they got to put some funny stuff in the trailer. So yeah, I, can't, I, agree. I can't blame them too much. Mm-hmm. But still, that was that line killed me. I mean, the whole the whole movie's got a lot of mm-hmm. like every single scene. Mm-hmm. I can't think of a scene I didn't enjoy. Well, what about that limo scene? I enjoyed the awkwardness of it. I think they went too far. Just the fact that <laughs> oh, I thought it was hilarious. They, they had I I thought okay, I thought so. The boobs rubbing up against the window. Uh-huh. I was like, all right, that's a good that you that, know that yeah, that happens. And then it, then it cuts back and it's the penis, and I went. All right, that's and he's having a speech and about. And he's having it. a speech and pointing. He's like, "This is the fan." Oh, and they're <laughs> using and such bad like lingo, yeah. slurping it up or uh-huh. something. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, yes. and his junk." And then he rolls down the stop. window and he's like, "I'm gonna sign." Oh God, <laughs> <laughs> he just freaks out. 
and then it's just there. Like it's yeah. it go it does go I'm on glad a little that bit. They long. went there, uh-huh. but I wasn't quite that appreciative of it. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, it didn't right. bother me at all. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, I mean, I I think uh, what's her name from Game of Thrones has been advocating for equal equal nudity yes. in, yeah. in film and television. By so. all means. I, I think that's part of it. I mean, that's one of the <laughs> reasons. Of it. They made like, it funny, at least. The show didn't turn out that well, but I really enjoyed the Spartan series mm. on Stars or Cinemax or whatever. Mm. And that one was just everybody's naked. Mm. And it felt it felt normal. It didn't feel weird. It didn't feel out of place. And to have equal representation was fine, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, I thought it, the fact she's like, this is my fiance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. Sign it. <laughs> well, do you know, I mean... Look, not to take it to a like a dirty place, but the reason she wants him to sign it is because they're gonna have sex later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I got that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're gonna have to get it tattooed. They're super on. fans. They're gonna have to go get it tattooed yeah. to fully yeah. make it forever. And then he's gonna be out of commission for a bit. Yeah. And then. It's wow! Did you think about forever. that during the theater? Were you? Hey, my I. Yeah, you dots. did. Have you never heard of like when a fan you know will go get a get a tat like they'll go get someone to sign like their arm or whatever and then they get it tattooed they get on. it tattooed over i honestly have never heard of that I, yeah i hear that that, that happens. Like, all the time yeah you have to let me know if that happens to me yeah. no, i'm just kidding i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> well you gotta start signing body parts <laughs> Crap. yeah <laughs> all the body parts yeah all i think right. butt would be the best if you just get a bunch of celebrity signatures on your butt and your butt is just covered your butt signatures. is covered in signatures that'd be awesome add it to the butt wall <laughs> oh my god butt wall yeah uh anyway sure yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, uh, yeah, that scene, that's a scene. There's, yeah. there's another, I mean, I, I... I enjoyed that there was, because in a movie like this, it falls into the trap of a lot of the scenes end up being awkward, and I yeah. don't enjoy that form of humor. Well, yeah, they... The like, other, this was the, the only big, scene in the whole film well, that the was... the other one was, was the was, prank. Oh, yeah. When he does the... Yeah, the but that, that was still... The change I mean, Were you that, there for that? No. Okay. That didn't feel awkward to me, that. though. That was just like... Well, it was awkward to me because they're standing there. It's and, awkward for him. And it just went he's too long. and it's like <laughs> everyone's like, "Where is it?" It's <laughs> like, "Yeah, that was weird." <laughs> See, I guess I'm more comfortable with my sexuality because I would have just. Well, no, that was the go. thing. He was. He, he said he's he like, couldn't. This is a weird conundrum. Well, and then also, I didn't understand why the two guys on either side of him just pull that thing back up. Right. Yeah. I just felt like it lasted too long. Yeah. yeah, and and he was like, it was ten seconds, and that's forever, and or that's you that's know one third, third of the way, way to, the to Mars. Mars. That was awesome. But no, and then I liked the the kind of halfway solution to that. Well, I mean, him proposing, but then he was like, I'm gonna go tweet a picture of my dick, and they're like, but don't do that. But don't do that. But don't do that. <laughs> and I like to think that maybe celebrities do that sometimes. <laughs> I mean, can can I just say my favorite line real quick? Oh sure. Uh, it's when his uh, his friend uh, what was his name Cole or whatever hit the DJ. Owen. Owen. Yeah. My oh. bad. Mm-hmm. When Owen's like, well, I saw him reading this book, and you know, it's <laughs> yes. real heartening that he knows how to read. <laughs> <laughs> like that was yeah. maybe my favorite line of the whole that film. Was it wasn't. Funny. It wasn't like super exaggerated or anything. It was just this moment where he's like. I'm happy that my friend knows how to read. <laughs> that was great. Because he is an idiot. Yeah. So I can understand not knowing if your friend knows how to read. Yeah. That was great. True. Uh, he looks really confused when he's reading it, too. They <laughs> yeah. show his face when he's trying to read it, and he's like, you can see he's trying to make sense of the words. <laughs> well, and they do it. He's like, he's like, he's got a lot of bookmarks and ear flap, you know, dog ears in yeah. the book. Like, I thought it was funny. Yeah, it was cute. It's like he's taking notes. Yeah, good for him. Um, I don't know what else to talk that is spoilery. Um, I wanted to ask you guys, what did you think of that first opening song, I Am So Humble, how they did like the montage of him signing autographs uh-huh. and doing that? I really liked how that was put together. Did hmm. you guys like that or did it stand it felt, out it felt, No, it felt good because we kind of got, 
everything we needed from that first number. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We got to see him with his fans. Yeah, I feel and like that was a good way to him, open him up. interacting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and also I think it's really good because it's his view of himself. Mm-hmm. Which is not reality. Yeah. Mm. This is how he sees himself, and uh, and that's a really good introduction to the character. Of this is who we're dealing with. This is our main character. This is how he sees himself. This is what he wrote for himself. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. I thought I thought it was super well done. Yeah. Um, so what's not crossed off on your list? I do have one more, and I wanted to see if you guys caught on to this. All of the venues. Um, to me, looked like the same place. They were trying to make it, you know, Paris uh-huh. and um, oh, I forget something. Mexico, they did, Spain. Or they whatever. did like they a did. They did film in Madison Square Garden because uh, that was in the that was in the credits. Mm-hmm. They did film there. there I mean, but I don't know where else they it, filmed. There was like a quick like montage moment where it was like, oh, we're in Florida. We're in just, here. We're in there. All looked the same to me. Yeah. They all looked like they were filmed in the Forum, which is where we filmed. <laughs> Yeah, I've I, been to the forum. Um, I don't know. For me, like that didn't matter so much I, because yeah. it wasn't so much about because when they did that montage of all the places he's going to, it there was no through line. It was not like it wasn't like oh now we're going to cross over the ocean and do our European yeah. shows and now yeah. we're going to cross back and it do just the felt end like of these the American are American tour. venues. It was just like here's all like. the tour. Like yeah. it didn't. It, it the the thing that if if that mattered, you know, that they're going to a destination. Then it, I would have cared that they all look the same. Yeah. But for me, it was more about the backstage antics. And they never really had an identity anyway. It was just a, a place. Yeah. And it just felt like they were, it was like, oh, this looks like the forum. And oh, this looks like the forum. Like, I just was <laughs> keep, you know, looking at that like, oh, I just, I wanted a little bit different, a little bit different decoration. No, I feel, maybe. I feel what you're saying. But I feel like it the only reason why the only reason why I didn't care is because it wasn't like, all right, our last show is going to be in Nashville, and, and this so, is why it's important we're in Nashville. Yeah. And okay. If it was like a thing like, oh, now we're halfway to Nashville, we're in you know the middle of nowhere, Nebraska. Like I don't know, then it would have been like, so we're oh, playing some weird. So we're playing some weird venue where it's tiny. Like that would be a whole different thing. But it just kind of felt like like it wasn't necessary to the plot. No. What was I mean the the way that they played those concert scenes for me was more about the backstage stuff. Yeah. And then at, at times how he interacted with the audience who was there. Like when it got to that point where he was mad that nobody was buying his album. He's like, yeah, "Yeah, everybody bought my album." And they're like, "Yeah." And he's like, "No, you didn't. You're liars." <laughs> and they all just like shut up. And and, uh, and also, yeah. I don't know how many uh concerts that you've seen to in multiple places. Like I I assume you've gone to concerts before, mm-hmm. but have you gone to that same concert in a different location? Because they do a lot to make them look exactly the same. They have the same stage set up. Mm-hmm. They have the same everything. I feel like you have a different view of it because you were there. So you could feel, you could look around and be like, well, they didn't do that much. We're in the same place. Like, yes, you could see it from that perspective. But but it didn't matter to you. It wasn't important to you guys. I wasn't even thinking about it. No. And I, yeah, I think, yeah, the stage is normally set like mostly exactly the yeah, same. Yeah, because if you see if Beyonce in one state and you see Beyonce in another state, they set up her stage the exact same way because that's important for the choreography yeah. of the dancers. I feel and like all if, that they, stuff. if they showed, I mean, they do show the audience for big parts of it, but you just kind of see like a mass of people. Yeah, it's yeah. not it looks really like about. It's all out. Yeah, it looks like a stadium. Yeah, it looks it's like. It's not really because, like, you know, we've all been to multiple venues yeah. in general. Right. And it's like, yeah, venues do feel different when you're in the audience, but that's because you're looking around at like the walls around stuff you, you can't see when yeah. you're on stage yeah. because of the bright lights mm-hmm. no. no but that's good I mean that's interesting right. yeah that is interesting I they filmed all the things on the same stage I, that's what I thought mm-hmm. did they did they 
was even the poppies thing on that same stage? Well, yeah, that's what I was there for. I was there for the poppies. Oh, I thought you were in the other stuff, too. I was. Oh, okay. Jeez, the poppies felt like a totally different place. Yeah, me. the poppies felt like a totally different yeah, place. No. I mean, yeah. they moved the chairs around and stuff, so uh-huh. it was, like, different the audience way, but... It yeah, felt like it they were in a small theater for the poppies. Yeah. No. Lies. Well, see, that's what, that's see? what I'm saying. Lies. You were there, so you know that. Yeah. They did a good job in the film because we thought okay. it was a totally different place. Okay. Yeah, the poppy stage looked totally different. It looked like a small theater. Yeah. Like the El Capitan or something. Or the, the Dolby. Or the Dolby. Yeah, the well, Dolby. Well, Dolby's not that small, but like, you know. Yeah, that's what it looked like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, huh. Yeah, there you go. Interesting. And, and then this is my last one for the negative side. Oh, do I get to read it? Oh, yeah. So in the <laughs> sequel, there was like an extra in the audience that I thought should just be in the sequel. They should just do well, like. Well, yeah, she's the main character. She's the main character in the <laughs> yeah. sequel. It's about how someone in the audience becomes a pop star. Oh my yeah. god, they I love, love that. They love yes. they love the music so much that they're inspired to start their own career and they become YouTube famous. Yeah. And then they transfer that into a a big singing career. Yeah, the way and they even use footage from this film in yeah. the sequel because they just to show in how on. much you know, she was just one of us. Yeah. And now she's a pop now star. Now she's a pop star. Yeah. That's amazing. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I do kinda like um when sequels do that, when yeah. they have like a minor character, yeah, and it becomes a, that a becomes a, a major character yeah. in, a, in a sequel. We it's should kind of present fun, this idea. That's a fun moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll just call Lonely Island. <laughs> get them on the phone. Just get them on the phone. Hold on, we're gonna Skype them in right now. Oh, yeah. good. Beep boop beep boop beep boop beep. Yeah. Oh, no, they're not. They're not answering. Oh, bummer. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll call them. Back. They'll call back. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I believe that wraps it up for our discussion of Popstar. Never stop. Never stopping. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.